Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Rugby Bits podcast brought to you and powered by bet.co.za. Please share, like and subscribe this, this wonderful rugby podcast with the rugby world. Today I'm actually alone and this is a podcast in reaction to the two teams selected by the Springboks and the All Blacks for the first rugby championship test in Bombella on Saturday the 6th of August. So I am alone on this ship and we thought, I thought, and unfortunately I couldn't get anyone else in the team to join me, but we thought to just share some thoughts as to what we think to look out for from the two teams selected for the rugby championship test on Saturday. And first, when we look at the home team, the Springboks, you see pretty much the same old, same old. Most of the things that we discussed on Monday have occurred um, onto this team as expected. Um, the changes from the third test against Ireland are that Malcolm Marks is starting, after Clark is starting, and um, Salma Kirtley Arensa is also starting at 14, and Salman Murat has joined the bench. Now, let's start with the, the, the person who's going to earn his 50th cap, Malcolm Marks. Um, big congratulations to him. He's switching roles with Bongi Bonambi. Bonambi will come on as the finisher. Now, there is a strength in Malcolm Marks being the finisher. You know, he's a, he's a bit more mobile. He's obviously great with um, pilfering in the rucks. He's, he's really grown leaps and bounds in a set-piece game. You know, he was maybe a little bit weak a few years ago in some aspects or some lineups ago, a bit wonky, but now he's very much as accurate as possible in the lineouts and in the scrums. He does add a lot. People that know scrums say that He's a really strong um, scrummaging hooker. So it does make sense to start probably the best hooker in the world um, in your team. But there is something lost for that impact that um, the bench has. And clearly that's something that's prioritized by the Springboks by you know having Marks, Kitzoff, and Koch usually be the ones that come onto the field in order to make an impact and to win games. Does that mean that the Springboks will turn around their legendary slow starts from last season where in the majority of their tests, I think I think it was seven or eight out of 12 of last year's tests, they um, trailed at halftime. We, we will see. But I think it's actually a good, almost as a good experiment to start with Malcolm Marks at two in this case. The other interesting big change is currently Arons is starting at 14. We talked about this on, 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 the, on the Rugby Bits podcast earlier this week. And this is the more risky choice, but it's the choice which has a lot of upside. You know, there's it's a very lazy comparison, but there is a lot of Chase and Colby and Kirtley Aronson, and just their background, their size, their seven skills, their ability to beat a defender. So you can see a lot of what you can see that Aronson's, you know, one of the best replacements that you can find for Ches and Colby. And as you showed in the second test against the, against the Welsh, he's able to stop a defender as well, stop an attacker as well. So his defense is quite strong. So you won't lose too much with him at 14. He's also someone that's played a lot of fullback in test, I mean, in, in, in URC rugby. So he's able to help out in the backfield with Damien Willemser. 
An- another talking point is the lack of oxen. Um, our favorite cake man, he's not, has not been in the past few Springbok squads. And from what it sounds like, it doesn't sound like it is a, um, an injury concern at all. Um, there's no, been no report an injury. It does seem to be um, Trevor Nyagane has won Oxenchair's spot. And yeah, I have questions about that. I don't necessarily think um, Nyagane has been in hot form this um, past few months. Didn't play as many games as he maybe would have liked for um, Racing. He was good for Racing, but not necessarily tearing the house down. And in the two tests against Wales, I don't think he was that good in the scrums. I don't think he made his usual impact around the field. But Che was good in the URC, probably the best lucid prop in the URC, or second best after Kitsov. And I think he was good if yeah, pretty good in the first test against Wales. So seems like he has to just work his way back up the team. Nyakane him sw- switching from one side of the of the scrum to the other. I don't know how um, beneficial that is um, in the sort of short to medium term. You know, will we start making him a bit of a jack of all trades, but master of none? You know, it's a good squad option. And Nyakane is the, I think he's almost the fifth choice prop that we have, but I would rather have picked and chair in that position. Other, other thoughts um, is Faftaklak starting instead of Jaden Hendrickser. And yeah, maybe just going back to experience, Declack, of course, has more than enough credit in the bank to be backed as the starter for the Springboks in times like this. Um, Hendricks are coming off the bench. We'll see how he does, um, as opposed to um, Herschel Yankees. Seems like Jaden Hendricks has now leapfrogged um, Yankees onto the first um, first choice um, twenty three, and then Damon Willems uh, on the other side of the coin. He's managed to to keep his spot, and um, Villa is back on the bench. Perhaps this should not be as much of a surprise because in the first test of the end of year tour um, against Wales last year, Willemson was the starting fullback until he was concussed and then um, ruled out for the rest of the tour. So perhaps this was the plan from last year that LaRue is going to now play uh, an impact role off the bench. Not many better impact players than than, than Vili LaRue coming on to um, shape up your attack. But this does raise my probably my main concern with the Springboks and something that will be tested on Saturday. Because look, we know the Springboks are the better team. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Even if, you know, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they will necessarily, you know, beat the All Blacks or, or, or win both test matches. But if we know the Springboks are great in set piece, they're great in rucks, they're great with their kick game, they're great with their chase game, they're great in, in the contact area. One place where then they've not been as great is their attack or their set their, their, their attack when they have the possession of the board. So not counter-attack where you know they make a turnover or they win a kick, um, kick return or something like that, but just set attack where they're going through multiple phases. They only seem to be good when Vili LaRue, Lukanyo Am, and Chesen Colby are all on the field. So we'll have to see this week if the pollard Willemsa combination can help to just spark up the, the, the attack. It does seem like from the last 
two or from the from the two tests that we've seen this year where the first team has played that Villarreal has been a necessary ingredient in order to get the whole backline going. That either, you know, between Pollard or Yankees, the, the, the flower is a bit deep. Vilimsa is not necessarily as good as um, LaRue yet in getting everyone going, even though he's been great individually. But just in that orchestrator of the attack role that LaRue plays, Vilimsa has not necessarily been as good. And my argument would be that Vilimsa probably is uh, a, a bit better as a when he's played in the midfield, where he's been forced either at into 10 in the first test against Wales or at 12 in the third test against Wales instead of playing at fullback. So we'll have to see. I mean, this is a good test to see. Hopefully there's no early injuries that shift the back line. We'll have to see how Damien Willemsen does this week and possibly next week as well at fullback and whether there is an argument for him keeping LaRue on the bench and the growth of the Springbok attacking game plan. Looking at the other side, the All Blacks, They've made a they've made some changes, but in general, not too many changes when you see um their final their te- their their team for the final test against Ireland. Um Samsoni Takiaho has come into the team replacing um uh, Cody Taylor. Cody Taylor probably had one of his worst tests for the All Blacks in that final test match, just missing line outs, just not being where he needs to be running um, for his running lines, just not making an impact. It was probably a negative impact for the team. Angus Ta'aval has finished his suspension. He comes in at tight head prop. Um, that's a big issue for the All Blacks that they have um, a bit of a, a, a prop crisis right now. Um, there are four props for Saturday. Bauer, Ta'aval, De Groot, and um, Tyro Lomax are not props that will scare the Springboks. If anything, the Springboks should be very disappointed if they're not milking penalties from that from those two front rows um, on on Saturday. The Takiaho and Ta'aval um, combination, the Chiefs combination, is relatively fine. I think it will be able to hold its own. George Bauer did show that he could give um, Furlong some problems, but in general, you should put your money on the Springboks in the scrums. The other change is Caleb Clark coming in for Severis. I think this was a long time coming. Clark has, I think, now overcome all the injury issues that he had from Super Rugby. Reese didn't necessarily impress in the last two test matches, so Clark is getting his turn at 11. But apart from that, and apart from um, Brody Retallick coming out of the starting team and Scott Barrett coming in, not as many changes as one would have thought, considering all the reports about, well, you know, the, the the change of assistant coaches and all the reports that Ian Foster is coaching for his job at the moment. You there was maybe rumors that perhaps the backline would change um a bit more. There'll be more on at ten, maybe um uh, Roger Tuvasa Sheikh could come in at twelve, maybe shifting Will Jordan to fifteen. But that hasn't happened. This is more or less I mean, apart from Taylor coming out apart from the people available and Severis coming out from apart from Taylor and Reese, this is the test team that faced the, 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 the Irish in the third test. So that raises an interesting question. If it's the same team, hopefully that means the approach will change because if the approach is the same, then the results will probably not change. So yeah, what are the all blacks cooking? It, it's, it's actually a bit more confusing because I, when I was thinking about this before the test, the All Blacks test team was announced, I thought 
there'd be a change, changes with selection, which would signify how the All Blacks would play. But if this team is the same, I don't know. I'm not sure what, what this means. So let me try and predict quickly what the All Blacks are maybe planning to do on Saturday. I'm sure when you listen to this on Friday and on Saturday morning, this will be all null and void by the time the game comes. But I do think they're going to go back to basics. I do think that they're going to rely on their kicking game. This is why David Havili is um, staying in the team. I think with Smith, Barrett, Barrett Bowden, um, Havili, Will Jordan, and Jordy Barrett, those are five of the best kickers in their position in New Zealand. So I think the New Zealanders should really capitalize on that and really put pressure on the Springboks with their kicking game. They have a long kicking game. Barrett gives them a short kicking game. They have a contestable kicking game with Aaron Smith. They have David Havili's boot. They have Jordy, Will Jordan's boot, um, Jordy Barrett's boot. They have then the chasing abilities of jo- Jordy and Jordan. Caleb Clark's not too bad in the air. So I would really put pressure on the Springboks um, in that respect. And, you know, the Springboks have a good, very good kicking game, a really accurate um, kicking game, but it is a kicking game you can upset if you do certain things. One of the things I, I would do if I was the All Blacks is just have better um, escort lines for um, your for the people that are catching um, one of the bo- um, Springboks um, contestable kicks and also try and, you know, obstruct um, in sneaky ways the the chases for the Springboks as well. The second thing I would do is kick long and kick deep. Try and pin the Springboks in their 22. Try and make them have to sort of go for broke. Go into that kicking game, you know, yes, Pollard and Willemse and Faftaklak are no mugs with the, with the boot at all, but you can put pressure on them with just putting the kicks on them. And, you know, the Springbok... Um, Springboks are good with their aerial game, but they don't have anyone as good as Jordy Barrett. So, as similarly, similarly to how um, England uses Freddie Stewart, Jordy Barrett must be used to chase every up and under possible. And I would put Jordy Barrett to jump against Kirtley Aronser and then see what happens. I think Aronser is very good in the air, but I mean Jordy Barrett is the size of a of a of a skyscraper. Then I think the All Blacks will keep it tight. I see them doing a lot of pick and goes. I see them trying to generate momentum through that. Perhaps, uh, yeah, perhaps the, the 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 plan to run with the pod and then to pass it to the widest um, person in the pod will fall away and they will just do a few more, a few more pick and goes and try to go close and try to do a bit of trench warfare. It's a bit counterproductive because I don't think this All Black pack is as good as a Springbok pack, but I do think this is where they can catch the Springboks napping. Will the Springboks be expecting this? I don't I don't think so. Um, but picking someone like Takiaho, who's so good um, in close contact, who's so powerful when he gets the ball, um, when, he, when he gets the ball in those sort of close contact areas, I think they can sort of gain momentum from that, get over the advantage line, have a few phases of that, and then get their backline going. I, I think the backline moves will be simplified. I think it'll be a lot of catch and pass. I think it'll be a lot of trying to get the depth right and trying to get hands to try and get to the wings. I think there'll be a lot of kick passes and grabbers as well as the All Blacks are trying to get around the Springbok rush defense. But the the, the fault comes in the midfield and the Havili um, Rikoyani midfield has just not really clicked for the All Blacks 
um, apart from those test matches against um, Australia last year. I just don't think it's a midfield that has all the bases covered for international rugby. Avili's not a crash ball kind of player. Maybe they'll use Shorty Barrett or Caleb Clark in order to get that thrust in the first phase or Adi Savia. And then it just doesn't seem like it was a back, it was a center combination in sync when you look at how they performed against Ireland. Um, one was def- they weren't defending the right people. They their depth was just shocking most of the time. It just seemed like the timing was off. And you know you kind of expect that from two players that are not centers by profession and haven't really played as much center as Dialanda and Lukanyo Am have for sure in their um, in their career. But yeah, I think in saying all that, you know, also the All Black bench is not really the scariest bench. I was, I and I said this on Tuesday. I on the podcast that was released on Tuesday, I was leaning towards an All Blacks win. But this team, I'm not sure, (laughs) is making me pause for thought here because when you look at the two at the two twenty threes, clearly the Springboks have more players than four, more players that you'd consider world class, more players that would get into the All Blacks team rather and and uh, instead of vice versa. But I think I think it's it's the All Blacks almost due one just because the Springboks are usually a team that does only does well when their backs are against the wall and they're counted out. So I would love if the Springboks can win and just show that they can beat a team that they're supposed to beat, that they don't need to be all like they don't need the narrative and them to be doubted and them to be counted out in order to do that. That would be fantastic. But I am picking the All Blacks to win by a few points. I know the other guys are picking the Springboks, and I don't think that's at all a, a, a bad pick at all. I think the Springboks are a better team, but it does seem like the Springboks only play well when their backs are against the wall or they have a 40-point lead to, to, to fight or for, or they're being doubted by the media. The main things to look out for are which of these two teams that seem to concede um, half-time deficits recently, which of them will be in the lead at the end of the first half? So who's going to have the good start? Because it seems like both teams try to do their catch-up work in the second half there, both two second-half teams. Is it because Joe Smith and Rassi Rasmus are respectively calling the two teams at, at half-time in the sheds as the two coaches sort of hand over the reins? I don't know. I'll not speculate on that. The second thing to watch out for is the kicking game. Are, they, uh, are the All Blacks going to try to put pressure on Kurtley Arensa and Damien Willemser, who in relative terms don't have as much experience as Colby and LaRue would have? Another um, place of um, big battle would be the Rolling Mall. Um, how, how big is the influence of Jason Ryan, the, the, the new All Blacks assistant coach, the Crusaders forward coach who legendarily hasn't conceded a rolling more try in the six years he, he coached the Crusaders. Other places to to watch out for is just the influence of David Havili's left boot. Are they are the are All Blacks able to use it to their advantage? Are they able to get territory from it? Or is it just gonna be something that is that is nullified largely? Um the center the center battle will be very interesting. I don't think at all that the <laughs> Um, Dialand and Am um, have anything to worry about from Rico and Havili, but they just need to make sure and watch out for them and just limit their impact. If those two, if Havili and Rico's impact is, is limited, then I don't think you'll see much chance of the All Blacks winning. 
Another big battle is between um, Sam Whitelock and Lord Diocha in the lineouts, and just seeing how those two, though they, they, that they manage those, that they manage the lineouts. I can see um, uh, it's a bit and Lord putting pressure on Takiaho's throw, but I do back Takiaho. But I think there'll there'll be a lot of pressure on that. And then the two benches, you have players like Dane Coles. Um, well, the All Blacks benches: Coles, De Groot, Lomax, Vai, Frizzell, Christy Mong, and Tupaya. Not the strongest bench in the world. So the All Blacks will probably be the the team that wants to be ahead at halftime and wants to sort of build up that lead. So the Springboks have a much stronger bench, and I would assume that the bench would be able to sort of fight off a deficit. But you know, as a Springbok fan. And as Springbok fans, I think we are tired of <laughs> seeing the Springboks concede um, unnecessary um, deficits. So hopefully the Springboks start well. I'm looking for the Springboks to start well. I'm looking for the Springboks to just grow the attacking game more. I'm looking for them to be able to have some ideas in second, third, fourth, fifth phase ball and, 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 to, and to implement those ideas. I'm looking to see how quickly Aransa does at 14. I'm looking to see how Salman Murad does. He'll probably come on relatively early to replace Yebet Etzebeth and how the difference um, between those two um, plays out. And I'm looking for a big test from Malcolm Marks in his 50th test for the All Blacks. Just an improvement on every phase of the game. Let's hopefully, for for their sakes, I, I hope that they have something that they can put their hats on, win or lose, that, okay, we had this issue before the island test, we've now solved this. So either it's defense, rolling more defense, set piece, attack, pretty much everything's on the table. So let's see what works. And yeah, for Foster's sake, let's see if he has a coherent game plan and what he does with that. The head says the Springboks. Um, there's a feeling inside of me that says the All Blacks will take one and they'll probably take the first test. So I will go All Blacks by two. So thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Please um, follow us on on all the social media platforms at Rugby Bits. Please follow Betosio.za and please sign up for any of the awesome deals for the Rugby Championship. And we will see you next week when we review the first Rugby Championship test. Bye-bye.